OTB GAA. One of the fathers was mentioning the cows at half six or seven on the, on the, on the Monday morning. They started crying that we we'll just have to win in the county final yesterday. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Hurler, Fergal, good morning to you. How are you? How are you now, lads? Thanks for having me on. The, the uh, split personality of the dual player is something that you've had to embrace your entire life. How's that going for you at the moment? Uh, not too bad. So at the, at the minute, it's kind of mainly hurling, but I suppose um, I've kind of, I would not on the footballers with the minute. So I suppose I'm at the minute, I'm just kind of focusing everything on hurling and that's kind of where I'm at at the minute. Um, I know the last few years, I would always have been at this stage of the year with the male footballers and then uh, hurling with touring. So it's kind of tricky enough to, you know, balance the two um, at that time of the year because you don't want to be missing too much of the football because if you miss it, I was kind of one of them players that if I missed Anthony, I would have, you know, fell myself down the ladder a good bit. So I always had to be kind of involved in both setups, um, if that makes sense. Does Do you feel like the skill set in hurling has helped you become a better footballer over the years? Um, Definitely, there is a good correlation there. Yeah, you're definitely your hand-eye coordination, like obviously in hurling. Um, it has to be really, really sharp, um, and that definitely, definitely does help when it comes back to football. Then you kind of your eye is in straight away, um, so it definitely does. And even talking to other lads, they'd feel the same about it as well. Yeah, uh, there was always yeah. a fear. I think um, this is going back two decades that uh, the hurlers would come back bulked up too much to be as nimble as they need to be. Um, but then it turns out that uh, the greatest Kilkenny team of all time had a lot of big men on it and as uh, yeah. time is progressing we're realising that Limerick having a lot of footballers on their team was actually helped didn't do Grod Hegarty any harm I think is the general sense um, so you've been able to work on both at the same time it feels like yeah. in, from your perspective yeah yeah definitely like um, I would have found throughout the years like playing from playing games hurling is definitely a lot more physical than football that's what from personal experience, even after games, like uh, even after Sunday, like it's taking you two or three days now to recover from a game. Whereas football, you mightn't get as as big a hit, I would have found. Um, so I definitely think it's hurling is a, a lot more physical um, at the minute anyway. That's what, that's what I kind of feel. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Is it, I, like, uh, it's a hard one to pin down. I, I, I don't know. Is it just... Uh, with the, the stick involved or whatever but you seem to be getting them picking up a lot more belts in the game um, I know the last day now geez, we got a lot of, a lot of the boys were sore but um, yeah I, I don't know it's a good question to be honest Which do you prefer playing Fergal? Um, so I would have always kind of grown up um, saying primary school I'm, I'm from the village of Turing so right in the middle of it so I would always kind of hurling would have been always number one for me and then I would have kind of started playing football then as I was kind of getting older and, and whatever, but hurling probably would always have been uh, definitely number one for me. Um, just where I'm from, like everyone in the village where we're living at the minute, whatever, there's three or 400 people in the village and everyone is just completely and utterly obsessed with hurling. Like there's not, there, everyone would support uh, our local club, Ahamore football and Mayo football, but everyone is just completely and utterly engrossed in hurling. And I suppose I probably got dragged into that as well. Um, so, I probably would. Hurling would be number one, yeah. And uh, sorry, I should probably know this, but is uh, have you reached this stage of the competition before in the past, or is this a new adventure for the club? Uh, so this basically we have we won four Connacht titles, and then we got bet in three at the three of the semi finals. We lost to Nace last year, 
um, Father Neil the year before, and then Ballyraggart in 2017. So this is the first year we've actually got to the All Ireland final. Um, so that's kind of where it's at now. Yeah, so it's nice to nice to finally get over the line in the semi final the last day. So we're just delighted now. You look at where Nates have gone from yeah. last year to this year. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So you know you can you can begin to dream as a club, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And even if you look in kind of more recent years, I suppose Mount Linster Rangers they won um, an All Ireland intermediate final in a couple of years ago, and then they were in the senior final the, the year after. So like, do you know what? That's kind of what the sort of kind of our, our wild ambition, I suppose, at the minute that would be to base it off that. But do you know, look, we haven't won. We're only in the final at the minute. We haven't won anything yet, um, so we know we've we've a massive task in a few weeks' time. You had a big performance uh, in the semi-final up in Cavan at the weekend as well, Fergal. It's night. It, uh, there was a great photograph I saw of uh, yourself and your uncle Hugh on the pitch celebrating yeah. afterwards. He has the the hat on and the the program curled up. He looks like the yeah. stereotypical GEA fan. It's a lovely. It must have been a lovely moment. Yeah, yeah, it was a brilliant moment. It's a gas. He's a gas man. I don't know how we got into the the pitch before the game to take pictures as well. He ran on and got in from the stand, but he always seems to be there. But um, oh no, it was just an, it was an unbelievable. Uh, win like it was just it was felt like there was so much pressure on that game that we had to win because we lost three previous semi-finals so just at the end I suppose seeing the joy of all the supporters was just something special now that I'll, I'll never forget You'd said before the game it was, or after the game that uh, prior to the throw-in it was one of the most nervous you'd ever been before a match Yeah it was crazy even like the game was originally down for Saturday so and um, we were kind of planning all week for Saturday with the kind of in our head we knew that there was a chance that it might be Sunday and I, like even leading up to the game I know I was so nervous to Friday Saturday um, for some reason and I, well, I usually wouldn't get nervous for games but I just felt like there was so much on the line that if we lost another semi-final it would be so hard to kind of come back and you know get to that stage again because like we in Mayo like I know there's whatever two or three clubs we we have a, such a rivalry with Ballyhonest and such respect for them. But like it's every year, there's literally nothing between us. And, you know, I know the last few years we've won a lot of county titles, but we've won them by a point or whatever. So it, it, it's a long road to get back to a semi-final. Um, so we're just delighted basically to get over the line there the last day. Uh, Fergal, you uh, are playing hurling. You said at start you're not with the footballers at the moment. Is, yeah. is, was that difficult to, to deal with or are you getting on with it? What, how do you feel about that whole thing now? Yeah, like I suppose it, it kind of happened. Uh, I got kind of got let go the week before the county final, and it was just literally coming home from uh, touring train. And at the time, like, geez, obviously you're, you're, you're crestfallen, you're heartbroken that you're you're it, you're gone away from it. And then I suppose as the weeks go by and you're playing with touring and there's a good buzz around the group, you kind of you forget about it for a while. But um, like obviously when the hurling is over in in three weeks' time, I'll, I'll reassess that, and obviously it's going to be. It'll be difficult not being involved because geez, I, some of my best friends are involved in that team. Um, but yeah, look, that's the way it is at the minute. I, it allows me now at the minute to really push everything in, into touring hurling and um, focus 100% on it. But I suppose when the season finishes with the hurling, I just, I suppose, reassess my performance uh, for the club and, and the county and see where I can get better um, off the field and then have a good, hopefully, good club season with my club. Ahamore and hopefully try and, and push my way back into the team again. And is, is the conversation straightforward? It's like, look, you need to do this, this and this to get back in or it's just like we're going a different direction. How, how does it break down? Yeah, kind of a, a bit of both, like, uh, to be fair. Like, I know I know there's definitely areas in my game that um, I suppose that would have been highlighted that I need to improve on. So it's, it's up to me now in the next couple of months to try and work on them and really focus on them and have a good season with... Um, 
with my club um Ahamore and try and force my way back in, I suppose. Um but yeah, uh yeah, that's kinda that's kinda straightforward enough, I suppose, conversation, yeah, really. Like is it the seven stages of grief? Like you know, anger, disappointment. Like screw you, I'm going to prove you wrong. Or okay, yeah, I actually I understand. Did you did you have any sense it was coming? I suppose. Um. Yeah, I was. I probably would have been caught on uh, on the half of small, but uh, I suppose I played a good bit. In, well, played come on in a lot of all the championship games last year. So I thought, you know, I might be. I might be in the panel for whatever start of the league or start of FBD and then see how we get on. But look, that's completely up to the manager's uh, decision. Um, just wasn't to be. And but at the minute, like to be honest, I was I would have been disappointed for two or three days. But after that, then I was literally I was so lucky that I had something to focus on and no better place to go back to than than touring your home club and with lads you grow up with. And I have such respect for that. I I, I haven't really thought about it a whole pile since, to be honest. Um, and I won't until after we finish with Turin in uh, three weeks' time. The extent of um, Kevin McStay's backroom team is is, is is quite incredible. You've got Tony Buckley and, and, and Stephen Rochford, as we know, in there. Yeah. Uh, Liam yeah. McHale has a responsibility for the under-20s liaison. Is Damien Mulligan the man you need to impress with Ahamore? Like he, he seems to be the guy given the responsibility for club liaison within the, the backroom team. So for players looking to break yeah. into that Mayo panel, is he the man that, that I guess you need to impress? Yeah, I suppose he is. Like, I suppose they're in fairness to all of them, they would have been at a lot of the club games and stuff. So, I'm and I worked with uh, Donny and uh, Stephen Rochford before. So, like, it's really you nearly need to impress them all. Um, I suppose, and like, it, it's probably shown if you, you play well with your club, you'll get you'll get a chance to back in with your your county. And obviously now, like with the split season, it's not ideal to come in. Like down through the years, you might have had a, a championship game at the start of the year in April, and then if you played well in that, you might get back into whatever the county set up. But like, obviously, with the split season and the way Mayo works, you're not playing league football till uh, into May, June. So that's and you know that's kind of right in the peak of championship into county football as well. So it's difficult to get you force your way in uh, mid season. Um, so it's just kind of that's that's the way it is with club season, really. But, yeah. Yeah. The, the one thing I, I would say about Mayo is that they've seemed to be better than most other counties at making sure that players who uh, leave the system aren't gone forever. That There's loads of players who actually yeah. have been um, brought back in at later stages, uh, having gone away and done some uh, specific work and um, you know gone on to have absolutely brilliant careers, Footballer of the Year in, yeah. in some instances. So I, ho- yeah. I hope that's giving you some comfort, is it? Yeah, like even if you look back to, I suppose, Colin Boyle, or even Tom Parsons, a few of them, and I've been in contact with a good few of them, like they've, whatever, were let go and then came back and basically there were different players and they came back in their careers. I know Colin Boyle was kind of on the periphery, probably similar enough to myself, not playing a whole pile and then came back and won whatever, four or five balls. Same with TP. He um, he would he got let go and whatever in, in 13 and then came back, started midfield, then in 14 and had a great career midfield. So yeah, it definitely does. You look at them stories and... Um, it definitely does give you a bit of inspiration, but like you know, when the hurling's over, I'm, I'm going to work my hardest in yeah. whatever gym skills the whole lot to try and force my way back in. Uh, you you bring up Tom Parsons there. I was kind of when you, you talked about like um, this is basically your life for so long. Uh, have you benefited from? Have you thought about like the exterior life to being just a GA player? Because when your identity is so much bound up in being a male hurler and footballer, a, a club hurler, a club footballer, um, when a significant portion of that is taken away. Um, yeah. you do look around and go geez I need to make sure that the rest of my life is in order here yeah I yeah that's that's a good point yeah I suppose like 
what I found is even at this time of the year, like if I was playing, if I was involved with Mayo and touring, like your your whole life basically is taken up with either going hurling training or either doing gym session with Mayo or having a meeting or everything. And now you feel like, you know, you have so much free time for other things in, in your life. So you I, obviously you get to spend more time with your, your girlfriend, your family, the whole that, all, all, um, the whole time as well. So, which is good as well, but there definitely is like, it's, it's amazing when you actually are, that is taken away from you. The amount of free time is just insane because like with any intercounty uh, team, once you're, you get up in the morning, that's all you're thinking about is how can you, how can you eat well today to be training better this evening? How can you, you know, yeah, get your protein intake in and all that sort of stuff. So it's, once that's kind of taken away, you know, there's a huge gap there really in your life. Um, but yeah, so definitely. What, what was the crack like on the the bus home on, on Sunday, Fergal? I heard there was a pit stop in Granard to watch the World Cup. Yeah, final. yeah, it was a, it was serious crack. Now we uh, we we decided to we we start or we left cabin. I think it was just that. Uh, when the World Cup final was starting, and then uh, we stopped at half, or it was we stopped at half time. I think it was in yeah Granard, and Ballygunner Ballyhale was on, which I was kind of nearly more int- more interested in. Um, and then the World Cup was on, and we stayed there until uh, in the normal time, and then uh, came back to we come back to our village. So there's no basically there's no pub or anything in our in our village. So we had to go. We go to our kind of our our uh, the neighbor vi- our parish, which is Ahmore. So that's the the, the pub we go to is kind That's of Eileen's pub is it? Yeah Eileen's yeah yeah so it's kind of famous all around the country but um, well, we some crack in there now in fairness with some night and even I was talking to one of the older fellas in the club on Monday morning and he said he said he'd many a good year or many a good night in, in France which had been the pub and touring he said but that was just that took the biscuit he said that was something special and it was just amazing even thinking back like everyone was in such good form everyone was on such, such a buzz like so It'll definitely be one of the nights I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, Nathan Murphy has been WhatsApping me in the middle of this, reminding me of a story that um, Tommy Walsh told about. He was handing out medals, was very excited because he thought, finally, I'm going to go to training and I'll have one over on Brian Cody. And he sidles up to Cody at training and he's all happy with himself. And he's like, uh, I met a man who had 24 club championship medals. Yeah. And uh, Cody goes, oh yeah, Joe Henry from... Um, from Turin, because <laughs> obviously it's, it's famous. So he's a he's a club legend, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a club legend. Yeah, his uh, his brother would have been the, one of the founding members of the club. Um, but Joe uh, would have been, would train us up all along, and uh, he lives in Castlereagh at the minute. But he's a he's a legend in the club. He was a he was on an all star trip back in the in the eighties. So he's a big legend in the club. Joe is. So maybe that's where Cody had his inside information. But Tommy was like, yeah, and yeah. I, it, I just I have this picture in my head now of like Tommy constantly trying to find hurling trivia that he could uh, he could ask Cody yeah. a question and Cody went oh no but Mastermind yeah, knows yeah. it all yeah I actually I actually remember that Tommy coming up he presented the medals to us uh, gas man there's crack out of Tommy I'll tell you he, yeah, there's a man sure passionate about the sport is the pressure yeah. off now it's Monoline the uh, Limerick champions in the, in the final whether it's the weekend of January 14th or 15th for you as Fergal so yeah. is, is the pressure yeah, off yeah, now so you're, you're in uncharted territory I suppose well, yeah, but like I suppose at the, at the start of the year, like once we are always our aim, the last few years would have been to win All Ireland Intermediate Club title, and that's not not sounding cocky or anything. We know in order to do that, we have to win our our own county, and then Connacht. Um, but like I suppose we're looking at the game in a few weeks' time. We're not going up there. We want to win, and if we don't win, you know, we, it's not going to be you know it's it's going to be a small bit of a, a letdown. Um, so. 
we're definitely that's that's our aim. We're not happy just to be in Co Park and play in Co Park, as special as it will be. We all we want to do is win in, in three weeks' time. Um, and I suppose like it's go, it's going to be it's it's going to be a special night for the club. But we have to make sure now that we do our job and, and we we play. We're supposed to be one hour away from winning All Ireland title, and we just have to make sure we try and do our best to do that. Well, look, we wish you the very best with it, Fergal. You've yeah. been great with your time this morning. Enjoy the Christmas yeah. break and thanks a million. Thanks, many lads. Have a good Christmas. That's uh, Fergal Boland there. Uh, giving us his thoughts ahead of the All-Ireland Intermediate Club Hurling Final. OTB AM With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.